What if you've had a bankruptcy? What if you had a failed business? What if you had a failed investment and you lost money on an investment? That could definitely hold you back. Welcome to the Quiet Wealth Podcast, where we talk about money mindset, how not to be broke, simple step-by-step strategies to conquer your finances, and the entrepreneurial spirit that will get you there. Your host, Camilla Jeffs, has been a student of money for over 20 years. She started out broke and has built real wealth for her family through steps you can copy. Camilla is on a mission to help thousands of people just like you build true financial stability. Hey, welcome back to the Quiet Wealth Podcast. And this is Camilla. I'm excited to be together with you again today. So remember, we're in our mini masterclass and we're learning about wealth principles. So last time we talked about principle number one, which was your mindset, right? Getting your mind right. That must be done before you can move on, right? To wealth principle number two, which is discipline. So here's something I want you to say. I want you to get committed to being rich. Now, does that make you squeamish to say that out loud? It did me. It did me. Because I think the word rich, we have been conditioned to to think that it's a it has a negative connotation. It's just it's a bad word. You know, rich people, gosh, dumb rich people. They're just ruining everything for us, right? But really, if you think about the word rich, it just means having an abundance, right? And and you could be rich in money, but you could also be rich in love. You could be rich in happiness. You could be rich in your your relationships, things like that. So first, the, the first thing you have to do is, you know, if you want to really take control of your financial future, you have to be committed to that. You can't just, you can't just do it one week and then not do it the next week. It's not going to work. It won't work if you're not committed. So if it makes you squeamish to say, I'm committed to being rich out loud, then say, I'm committed to not living paycheck to paycheck. Does that feel better? Or how about I'm committed to achieving maximum time freedom? Because you cannot have time freedom if you don't have control of your money, right? Money is a tool. It's a tool that God has given us on this earth to really work, to to use and to master. I mean, we all have to master it to some some degree because if you don't master it, you end up broke and you end up with no house and, and, and it's just a miserable way to live. So you've got to figure out how to master money that we've been given. And there's, there's all sorts of ins and outs, and we'll get into it on this podcast and, and make sure that you have the tools necessary to really control that money so the money's not controlling you. But let's talk about discipline for a minute. Discipline is greater than motivation. I'm going to say that again. Discipline is greater than motivation. People ask me all the time, Camilla, how do you have the motivation to do what you do? Well, and the truth is, I don't have the motivation all the time, but I have the discipline to make the, you know, to put in the work and to get up every morning and to to get it done. It's I'm not always motivated to do podcasts or to, you know, make videos or or to, you know, go out and take a look at properties and you know, it's not about being motivated, it's about discipline. So I'm going to tell you a story, the power of discipline. So Steve Harvey 
is one of my favorite TV personalities ever. I just think he is hilarious and I love him on Family Feud and I could go down so many rabbit holes watching <laughs> reels of, of his Family Feud, you know, all the funny things people say and how Steve reacts to him. Well, Steve in grade school, he told his teacher and his entire class that he wanted to be on TV. And the teacher assured him his dream was impossible because no one from their community ever made it anywhere, right? And Steve had a speech impediment. So the outlook did not look great, right? But Steve practiced. He practiced and practiced and pursued his craft. He was committed and he started out in comedy and he was committed to doing comedy and he would try and make jokes wherever he could and get any kind of money he, he could. But it took until he was 30 before he was actually invited on to the Apollo Comedy Club, which is a TV show. And once he got on TV, he never looked back. You know, he dated someone who once who asked what his educational background was. And he said, school. <laughs> and when she inquired further, he said he wanted to make a living on TV. And she told him he'd never get rich without a formal education. And, and Steve says, ta-da, I did it, right? He totally did it. And he did, did he do it because he was lucky? No, we talked about luck last time. It's not because he's lucky. She, he did it because he was committed. He was committed to practicing and practicing and pursuing his craft. You can hear stories like this all day long for all sorts of people. But it's just really important to know and to determine that you are committed. One of the things that I did when I decided to be committed to this is I, I would write in a journal and the journal was dreams. I would write down 10 dreams that I had for my life. And one of those dreams was having a million dollars. Now, some people may think that's a bad thing to dream about. Here's my take on it. Having a million dollars in the bank is financial safety for me and my family. Having a million dollars means I have the means to give like I didn't before. Having a million dollars means that my family can have security, right? There's so many more things surrounding that million dollars. It's not about the money. It's about the time freedom. Having a million dollars gives me time to spend m with my children, right? And and so that's where you, that's what you need to do is you need to get committed to being rich or committed to not living paycheck to paycheck or committed to achieving maximum time freedom. Whatever one makes you feel good to say out loud, but I want you to say it out loud. I'm committed. So now let's talk about if you are squeamish about saying you're committed to being rich, why are you afraid to get rich? I was afraid, like absolutely afraid to get rich, right? Because I heard these things that says, well, money will just maximize who you are. And to a degree that is true. But here's the thing, I'm not a bad person. I'm not a big spender. I'm not, you know, I'm not frivolous with my money. And so the more money that I accumulate, the more opportunity I have to really 
further my mission in life. You know, my mission in life is to be here. And, and I really feel like my, one of my missions is to educate whether women on financial education, right? And to help them be prepared for things and things that happen in life and help them take control of their financial future. So let's talk about reasons why you're afraid to get rich. Well, one could be that you, it's unfamiliar, You've never been rich before. So what do you do when you're rich, right? Like your mind can't compute it because it doesn't understand what it's like to have more money. It's, it's, it's unfamiliar. So you have to learn, right? You have to learn what it's like to be rich. Another reason you're afraid is perhaps you don't want to sacrifice or put in the work. There, you know, you think that in order to achieve wealth, you have to eat beans and rice for the rest of your life. Well, that's not true. You don't have to eat beans and rice for the rest of your life. Also, you know, putting in the work, it's not like it's, you know, you have to go out and you have to get all sweaty and like kill yourself to get there. No, it's just putting in some very simple building blocks. And I'll talk about those building blocks and I'll give you those building blocks later on in this podcast. But listen, Powerball is not the answer. Okay, like trying to win a million dollars is not the answer. That's not going to get you to where you want to be. And and besides, people who win the lottery anyway, they end up losing it, most of them, like because they squander it because they don't know how to manage money. They just don't know how to manage money. And so if you're all of a sudden dropped with millions of dollars in your lap, you have no clue what to do with it because you haven't put in those building blocks before to really understand how money works. So you don't have to give up Netflix, right? But you do have to sacrifice and you do have to put in the work to get rich. So maybe that's one of the reasons you're afraid because you feel like there's too much sacrifice or too much work. Okay, another reason you might be afraid is because your thinking stinks. (laughs) The mind is a garden. We need to cultivate it with the type of harvest that you can actually reap. So don't allow negative thinking or thinking errors to enter into your brain, such as, well, there's not enough money for me because, you know, this other person just just got a lot of money. That's not true, right? We talked about this, that scarcity mindset. Don't have stinky thinking. Okay, another reason is you're afraid to fail. And the opposite of that is you're afraid to succeed. And that might sound funny, right? Afraid to fail. Well, afraid to fail is easy to comprehend, but if it's afraid to succeed, well, that was one of the things that I had. I was afraid to succeed. I was afraid that, you know, succeeding meant that people would think differently of me than, than they would in when I was not successful. And the reality is they do, right? They do think differently of you and they're supposed to because you're a different person than you were before. So you're afraid to fail or you're afraid to be successful. Another reason you're afraid of getting rich could be that you're afraid of being a target. We've all seen the movies where the, you know, the very rich family gets their kids kidnapped and they're held for ransom, right? Okay, yes, that that has happened in real life. The chances of that happening to you are very, very slim. All right, another fear. You fear rejection. You fear that if you get rich, you'll be rejected by your peers or your friends or things like that. Well, that can happen for sure. But then won't you know who your true friends really are? The ones who stick with you 
no matter what happens in your life, right? No matter the ups or the downs, true friends will stick with you. Okay, another thing, reason you might be afraid is you hear your parents in your head. Now, our parents, baby boomer generation, many of our parents are from the baby boomer generation, and what worked for them financially is not going to work for us. And that's something that we have to all accept, that the old adage of, you know, get a job, work there for 30 years, that job will take care of you. Pensions are a thing of the past. My my parents got a pension, and my husband's parents get pensions, but rarely are people giving out pensions now. So it no longer can you just stick with the same company and feel comfort that you'll be taken care of. Same with social security. Social security income, sure, we're all paying into it because the government makes us and they want us to believe that when we are old and we can't take care of ourselves that they will take care of us. But the reality is social security is going to run out and I'm not banking on that one penny. I'm not planning on one penny from social security coming into my life when I'm older. So if you hear your parents in your head, they they could be telling you, they could be saying that, you know, taking this risk, this investing risk is not necessary. All you need to do is just work your job and, and put money into your 401k and then you'll be fine. The reality is you're not going to be fine. You've got to do something different than what the baby boomer generation did. All right. Another reason that you could be have fear is you've had past financial trauma. What if you've had a bankruptcy? What if you had a failed business? What if you had a failed investment and you lost money on an investment? That could definitely hold you back. And it did for me. Like we had an investment that we had a home that we invested in and it was a flip project and we thought we were going to make money on it and we didn't. We ended up losing money on it. Now that was a financial trauma and then it made me shy away from flips for a long time because I'm like, well, they don't work, right? But the truth is they do work. It's just that we that we made a bad decision in where we bought the property. It was in a bad location. So past financial trauma can definitely keep you from having the comfort to be able to get rich. All right, another one, fear that you might have is you're stuck in a rut. Maybe you're just stuck in the in the day old day, every day, you know, I, I get up, I go to work, I come home, I eat dinner, and then I watch TV, and then I go to bed because I'm just so tired all the time. So you're stuck in a rut, and you don't really want to get out of this rut because the, the rut is comfortable, and it's, and it's fine for you. You feel like it's fine. So the, the reality is it's fine right now but it's not going to be fine in the future. So you have to really think about your future self and what you do now to set your future self up for success. And then finally, one of the last fears that you may have about getting rich is you're really scared of debt. So when we talk about debt, I was scared of debt also. And we were very insistent that we did not go into debt for cars or for, for school or, you know, boats or things like that, credit cards, etc. So we really stayed away from that type of debt. But I've learned that debt is a powerful tool to make money, not consumer debt. We're not talking about consumer debt here. We're talking about investment debt, right? When I was in my MBA class, I took a MBA class on corporate finance and we learned very quickly that a business that was run with no debt was a very poor run business. If it was run on just cash flow, it did not do well. Those that leveraged debt appropriately and conservatively were the ones that really did well. Okay, so with this discipline, with wealth principle number two and being disciplined, what can you do? And this is where I'm going to give you like actionable steps. So what can you do to really increase 
your discipline. Because maybe you're thinking, well, I'm just not a disciplined person. It just doesn't come naturally to me. I don't, I, you know, I'm not good at just disciplining myself. Well, maybe you need people. Maybe you're one of those that need people around you. So it's important to associate with positive, successful people. So let me tell you some of the things that I am doing. I am in several mastermind groups. And these mastermind groups meet sometimes once a month, sometimes once a week, sometimes once a quarter. And in these mastermind groups, we hold each other accountable. And that everyone in there is a positive, successful person. They are working towards similar goals that I am working toward. So I can join these mastermind groups and find other people who want to talk about money. Because when I first started out on this money journey, you know, I got I got excited about it, but then I didn't have friends who really wanted to talk about it. Like they were they were involved in other things in their lives and it wasn't exciting to them to talk about money and investing and you know the stock market and the economy and, and things like that. They, you know, I, I didn't have the right friends for this part of my life, right? So so no, you know, you need friends in different areas of your life. Like I need my mom friends. And I need my business friends and I need my church friends. And, and so finding those friends is really important to your success. So I would encourage you to look for a mastermind group. Like if you've never done investing before, look for a beginner investing group, right? You can find them. They're on Facebook. They're, you can go to meetup.com and you can find those. Okay. The other thing that I have is I have three or four friends, just a small group that I could text anytime. The other day I was you know, feeling confused about what to do next, what my next steps were in my business. And I just sent a simple text to a friend and just said, hey, I'm having a rough time. Can I, do you have a minute to chat to talk over things? She called me 15 minutes later, like, hey, let's talk. And then proceeded to talk. We talked for about 45 minutes. And that's what the power of having amazing, positive, successful people around you. So find people like that. You can find them in the mastermind groups. You can find them at the meetups. But go out there and make sure you find people who want to talk about the same things that you want to talk about. Okay, next one is listen to podcasts. I love listening to podcasts, which is one of the reasons I'm launching my own podcast because I wanted to add my voice out there to help you. I love listening and learning from podcasts. And so I like to listen to at least one a day. So I would challenge you to go find some podcasts about investing, about money, about mindset, about you know personal growth, things like that. There's really, really great podcasts out there. And then finally, set goals with an accountability partner. So if you need people in your life to be accountable to, get those people and get them on your side. And so as you're setting these goals, you can check in and they will check in with you. So you check in with them, they check in with you, and it's it, it just works to have accountability partners in your life. So that is wealth principle number two, discipline. Have the discipline to do what it takes and get committed to be there, to getting to, to get rich, to get your financial house in order, to know exactly what you need to do. Next time we're gonna talk about wealth principle number three, which is the nitty gritty of investing. So we're gonna get at and do that. Once again, thanks for joining. Please share this episode with those that you love and know, and let's share the wealth. Thanks. Thanks so much for joining us on the Quiet Wealth Podcast. If you want more, 
Head on over to camillajeffs.com slash podcast to get the show notes and dive into other juicy episodes. While you're there, be sure to grab the free guide to building wealth. And if you know a friend who is struggling with money, please send this episode to them. Let's share the wealth in as many ways as we can. Until next time, wishing you much success.